I was so lucky that the, the year that I finished high school, they were just creating a new program, a new university in Los Angeles, um, where there was an amazing uh, director there, uh, William Forsythe. He was the director of, of the dance program there. Yeah. At, was there for four years, you know, working with us. In this episode, I'm talking to dancer and creator Brandon Carpio. Um, you are my first, <laughs> you are my first interview for the new year, so this is why. <laughs> this is why my setup is a bit in Christmas time still. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> that ready? Okay. Brandon, it's so lovely to talk to you. I'm so happy that um, I got uh, that I heard from you, and uh, and you are in Paris at the moment. Yes, yes, I'm in Paris. That's uh, my mom is from France, and uh, my grandma lives uh, um, here, just about 20 minutes from Paris. So, oh, wonderful. So, but you've been in America in the past year. Yes, yes. I've been, I was born in America and I've been uh, living in America uh, my whole life. Um, oh, and, okay. Yes. So, and you did your ballet training there as well? Yes, I did my ballet training in, in Tampa, Florida, in a, in a ballet school called America's Ballet School. And um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, uh, but uh, how did ballet start for you? How did you, uh, what was the interest in ballet when you were younger? Yes, yeah, so I started with, uh, it was my sister who's four years older than me. She was, she's a professional ballet dancer. Um, and right next to her ballet studio growing up, there was a, a karate, a karate studio. And so I started with karate. And every time I'd finish practicing, I'd go next door to see my sister dance every day. And, and I guess I just fell in love with, you know, watching, watching the dance and, and in Florida, there's not, there's not too many, at least at this time, there wasn't, there's not much of a community of a lot of male ballet dancers, at least at this time growing up. And so they were always asking me, you know, start ballet, start ballet. And eventually I, I gave in, um, when I was, I started when I was 11 years old and, and yeah, I just fell in love with it right when I right when I started. So, well, that's that's quite. I mean, that's quite old. If I say to to um, start ballet, because usually, you know, they start at the age of four and five and so on. So, was that difficult for you um, to start then? And you know, that that compared to the others that started when they were younger. I think it, maybe it would have been. Uh, easier if I started younger in a way, but I think I was, uh, physically, you know, I was, I was stretching a lot in karate and I was moving a lot. Um, I did gymnastics a little bit growing up, so I was stretching there as well. Um, so I think a little bit, at least I had some sort of physical introduction and coordination at least, but, um, yeah, I guess you could say a little bit, a little bit late. <laughs> Well, I actually, I actually know of dancers who have uh, done karate to, you know, they, they were professional dancers, but they did karate for, for some aspects of it that, that helped with, with them. I wouldn't say that it helped with the dancing, but that it's a different sort of activity. Um, so it's like 
CrossFit, uh, CrossFit type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and now you're saying that the karate actually help you with the flexibility. So, can you can you definitely see the link there? Yes, I can. I think. Um, I mean, not just the the stretching definitely helped with the ballet, but also I think the there's you know a certain attack in karate that that's in the body and and uh, kind of like engaging like your your fast twitch muscles you know to be able to react quickly and i think that quality of movement um definitely helped me um specifically in 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 the in the jumps and in the and a lot of the sharp movements in, in ballet like in in the vocabulary you know like yeah. a lot of the male variations that a lot of them are big jumps and, and require this fast uh motion um i think i think it did it did help a little mm. bit so um from there you did you do vocational training then as well the ballet school that you went to is it a vocational school uh so it's it was outside of my my academic uh high school so i went to just a regular public oh, okay yeah regular public american high school from you know 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then right when I got out pretty much every day uh, from 2 p.m. till, you know, 9.30 or 10 p.m., I was in the studio. I went straight to the ballet studio. So it was it was interesting um, balancing, yeah. you know, regular high school um, and then going to a different world, really, um, entering the ballet studio. Were there a lot of your friends who uh, sort of questioned what you were doing uh you know because in america sport is quite a big thing and i think in schools as well you know that football and and all the types of sport most definitely um yeah i think growing up uh i don't know why but especially because it was an elementary school that i had started ballet and so of course all the guys were so confused and they were like are you okay you know why are you yeah. doing this but for some reason, there was part of me that was that was so proud, and I loved it so much. And and I remember there was a time where we had to make a speech for the whole school. It was a project uh, that we were doing for the school, and we had to make a speech for the whole school. And for two years in a row, or, or no, one year, I, I wrote a whole speech about the being open-minded to boys doing ballet and the importance of boys doing ballet. And so... Uh, although it was hard, uh, elementary school all the way to high school, um, I got teased all the time and, and all of that. But I think I always was confident and explained why I do this. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, for me, it's something very interesting. Is the moment um, people who are not really, uh, you know, who don't know the ballet world. Uh, when you say it's a, a man doing ballet, they immediately um, picture a man in a tutu. I don't know why people do that. <laughs> yes, I, mean, I think I personally think it has a lot to do with with just at least in America. I mean, whenever ballet is um, advertised in in media, it's always you know like uh, either like a Barbie commercial with a girl in tutu, you know. So I think it has a lot to do with just media advertisement at a young age, you know. Yeah. Um, highlighting the ballerina um, yeah. 
But now what I also think a lot about is, is the fact that, so you went to a, a school, say a normal school, and then you had to go outside the school to do ballet. And of course that had to be funded and, and your parents probably had to pay for all these lessons. So if you want to become, or if you want to get on a specific standard, it would mean that you have to have more lessons, you have to more coaching and, and that all had to be paid for. So um, for somebody say who, who wouldn't have that, um, uh, or wouldn't be so fortunate to, to have that, um, wouldn't you think it would be such a great idea to have schools um, have subjects like art where it's not just you know art in, in visual art but that children could have the possibility to do a ballet in school or to do some form of dance in school as well 100% yes I think especially in America since most of the schools I mean art is the last thing that the government seems to care about you know i mean it's like every other subject takes priority um i think i think dance is is such an important thing for for any kid growing up um i mean i remember sometimes they like i would tell them um in physical education that i was doing dance you know or ballet and i think it was you know it was sometimes it'd be laughed on you know like it wasn't taken seriously so i think i think definitely introducing kids to ballet or all sorts of dance um, is super important for, yeah. Yeah, not just, I don't think just to become dancers, but also to become um, uh, appreciative of the art form, you know, so that they understand the art form. So like you say, people would laugh, but why would they laugh about that? You know, so children right. should also be educated to, to understand what ballet is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So then from there, what, what was the route that you then went? Because now it's, of course, um, you, to become a dancer, you have to get to a company or, or how did you do that? Yeah. So for me, there was, um, there was the, the goal was always to get into a company first. Um, and that goal completely changed a little bit. Um, cause after I, I was in high school and I wanted to get into all these, all these ballet schools in Europe. Um, I sent in my videos, uh, when I was 17, I was like, I've been training my whole life. And I sent out all these auditions and I didn't get in anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get in anywhere. And so from that moment, I was like that same year where I finished high school and usually a lot of dancers enter a company. I started looking at uh, college programs and universities uh, around the United States um, for dance programs. And I was so lucky that the, the year that I finished high school, they were just creating a new program, a new university in Los Angeles, um, where there was an amazing uh, director there, uh, William Forsyth. He was the director of, of the dance program there. Yeah. He was there for four years, you know, working with us. And that program was created the year that I finished high school. So they were just creating the first class of dancers to, to work with Forsyth and uh, all these um, different uh, members from different dance styles, from hip hop to contemporary. And 
that ended up being exactly what I wanted without exactly knowing it. Um, although I always had a, um, a very, I was always like ballet, ballet company, ballet company. Once that didn't happen um, and this opportunity came, it was exactly uh, what I wanted. I mean, I was always the kid after ballet, I would, I would go home and start break dancing or I'd start mm-hmm. doing other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was always open-minded, although my goal was like always uh, stuck on ballet company, ballet company. I always had the passion for other styles since I was, since I was a kid, even before I started ballet. Well, then it's, uh, it, these things work out as they should, you know, so that's, that's the reason why you had to. So tell me more about this program that you did with William Forsyth. Yes. So it was a four-year program Mm -hmm. and essentially the, the goal of the program is, is, is to really find, uh, I guess, uh, an equality between all the styles, you know, so it wasn't really, um, you know, a program just for ballet or to get into a ballet company, but it really allowed all the dancers to train at least in the first two years. Cause I mean, the, the, the thing about the program is since we were the first class, we were kind of building the program with the teachers, seeing what classes work. Um, but really the first two years in the program is, is, is targeted on having the dancers be introduced to all of these different styles. You know, some people came in just as, uh, as hip hop focused, uh, dancers who came in with just hip hop, some people who came in as just ballerinas, but everyone came into the program knowing that they were, they had to be willing to, to try hip hop on a daily basis. We would have hip hop, we would have contemporary, we'd have ballet almost every day for the first two years. Um, and so really the program was about how do we find the connections between hip hop and the musicality and the groundedness, um, and combine that with, uh, the methodologies uh, of of William Forsythe and, and his work, and so really it was it was like kind of crossing. How do we how do we not um, become focused on one, but how do we learn from from each each style and what it has to bring to the other? So uh, would you say as as a dancer now that you think differently when you do ballet, for example? Do you said? Could you repeat you the question? Think, so, so for because you did all these different styles. When you do ballet, for example, do you think differently about what you are doing? Do you is is the technique? Do you understand the technique differently? Or would you say that has enriched really how you do do ballet? Um, I think it has definitely enriched uh, the the whole training and in the way that I that I feel when I do ballet. I think growing up um, in that period where I was so focused on getting in a ballet company at a young age, I think it's it's really easy for any ballet dancer to get um, obsessive almost over the technique aspect and the physicality since it's so it's so challenging and it's so it's so rewarding. But it's and it's I think it's something that can be uh, obsessive, you know, just the 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 to to become the best in technique. Um, yeah. But I think exploring and taking part in all these different styles allowed me to just experience ballet differently. It's like for doing hip hop, especially, you know, um, being able to improvise and listen to the music and, and really find yourself within the music. It allowed me to, 
to go back to why I started dancing really, which was, you know, being involved with the music and, and I don't know, it just, it brought me more joy. It <laughs> really, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting because sometimes when I speak to musicians, they also say, you know, going, playing different genres also, uh, is, is connective in a way. And it also makes you play the music differently. So this is interesting for me that you say this about the dance as well. So what would you say after the four years that you've done your training there? Um, what is it that you really want to do now? Yes. Well, right now I, I would, I'm currently dancing with a, a company in Florida called the Tampa city ballet. And that's, that's where I'm currently training and creating. Uh, it's a newer company. Um, but I would love to be a part of, uh, of a company that, that tours. And I would love to share, uh, my movement and my art with, with the world really, and just be able to tour and, and dance in different theaters around the world. Um, but I'd also love to continue this, this kind of culture that I, um, learned and, and was taught at my university and to bring, you know, that, that love that I felt there and to, to bring those methodologies, um, uh, to, to the world and to teach, to teach more and to, to hopefully bring, bring more dancers and, uh, into this kind of culture of how do we be open-minded to, and how can we learn from, from multiple different styles and, and techniques. So, yeah. And is it, uh, would you like to, can you see yourself being freelance or do you, would you like to say be with a company? Do you think that's where you would be able to do this in a, in a way? Right. Uh, at the moment I'm, I'm actually able to, to, to freelance and be with the company at the moment. Cause my company, it, it, oh, it does, it does more project based. Like we do films sometimes and we do, and we do shows, but, uh, the schedule at the moment, it still allows me to do maybe a three week little show with another, another company somewhere else or, or something like that. So at the moment, luckily the schedule with the company uh, allows for that. Um, and also allows for the ability to teach, uh, in different communities in Florida. And so, yeah, but uh, I'm open to also, you know, if, if it's another company that I have to just completely be on tour for maybe a few years, I'm I'm okay because at least I'm still sharing my art, you know. Yeah. So now, um, tell me, what is your wish for 2022? My wish for 2022 is to continue training, continue training. Um, to to build build the community that I was that I was speaking of and to bring to bring all different styles of dance together and to build build that community um, in Tampa or, or wherever I am in the world and to to perform as much as possible either with my company or or or, or if it's a freelance opportunity but just to perform and also just to create as much as possible. Yeah. Well, you've seen now um, how things work. Uh, things happen as they should. So, uh, if you say, you know, if you express the wish, then then 
you know, it happens the way it should happen. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I really, I really wish for you and I really hope that, that your wish comes true for 2022 and also that your wish comes through to, uh, true for the future, um, that you have uh, the possibility to, to show your art and to show your talents as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. And what what is now for you uh, coming up in in um, America? Are you going back to America now? Yes, I'm here in Paris till January 10. Yeah. Um, and then I return to to the states after that, and I'll I'll be performing a little bit in the end of January in Tampa, Florida, and yeah. After that. <laughs> well, I will, I will um, uh, follow you on, on Instagram and, and see what you're doing at uh, Tampa City Ballet. Yeah, so, okay, I will follow you there and see what you are doing and what you are up to. And uh, keep me posted if something happens in the, in the year that you would like to talk about. I would, you know, it's, if it's a new project or something, it would be wonderful to catch up with you and, you know, see how things developed and... Uh, I'm always, because when people express their wishes here on this platform and the wish comes true, then I would always love to hear from that. I think it's very positive then. Most definitely. Okay. And have a lovely time in Paris. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, Brandon. See you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you.